I suspect all of us at the moment will know of people who are struggling. Maybe they're our friends, maybe they're our family, our work colleagues, our neighbours. And they may be struggling with a whole host of different things. Perhaps it's the loss of a loved one. It may be ill health, it may be financial difficulties, it may be unanswered prayer or disappointments. It could be relationship breakdowns or family struggles or something else. There are people that we know who are in crisis. And I think sometimes we struggle to know, how should I pray for these people? And again, as our news unfolds, and as it unfolded last week, there was the death of an MP. There are other crises around the world. We think, how can we be praying for people who are in crisis? So what I want to do in these next few minutes is to take Psalm 23. Psalm written by David. It's a very famous psalm. It's a psalm that paints a picture of our relationship with God, the way that God can interact and intervene in people's lives. And I don't want to do a a Bible study on it. I just want to split it into just five little chunks and use those chunks, those verses, as a means of inspiration, as a means of foundations for us to be thinking about how can I be praying for somebody else when they're in a crisis? Or it may be us that's in the crisis. And I want to encourage you to maybe use these five little uh, points to think about how can I invite God who loves me, who knows me, to help in this situation. The first thing I would encourage us to do when praying for somebody else and when using this psalm is to find somewhere quiet, is to sit there, to have the psalm open in front of us and to say, Holy Spirit, I invite you now to come. Would you speak to me through this passage? Would you lead me? Would you guide me? Would you bring to mind the people that you'd have me pray for and the areas that you'd have me pray into their life? And then maybe read the passage through once or twice. This is what the passage says, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Maybe that you want to split this prayer up into these five parts. The Lord is my shepherd. The first area I would encourage us to be praying for is centred around whether someone knows Jesus, whether they are a follower of Jesus. If they are, give thanks for that. And pray that rather than running from God and turning against him and getting frustrated with him, that they would turn to him and that they would invite him to meet with them in the midst of their struggles and their difficulties. If that person isn't yet a follower of Jesus, I'd encourage us to be praying that the Holy Spirit would be at work in their lives, opening up their hearts and their minds to the glorious invitation that is ours through Jesus to be in relationship with God. Pray that they too would know God as their Father, as their Shepherd. Pray for their salvation.
The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The second area centres around the needs of that person or our needs. What are their needs? God is the God who longs to provide for us, whether that's practically, whether that's mentally, whether that's relationally, whether that's financially, whether that's spiritually, whether that is emotional. If we know their needs, just begin to pray into them. Begin to pray that God would provide and God would meet them in there. If we don't know their needs, ask God to maybe reveal that to us or to pray into those different areas that God would be their provider, the one that would meet their needs. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Pray that God would lead that person or those people into places of peace, into places where they can be restored and built up and refreshed. And that God would lead them away from stress, from people that would be unhelpful, people that would act and speak in unhelpful ways towards them. Pray that they would experience God in the midst of all that they are going through. Pray that they would know his peace and his energy for each moment of each day, whatever it is that they are going through. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Pray for God to bring his peace and his comfort into the specific situations that they are facing. Pray that they would not be consumed with fear or other negative emotions. Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 to 7 it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We want that peace and that comfort of God that transcends all understanding to fill their lives. That whatever the horrors or the difficulties or the situation that they are facing, that they would know that they are not alone. That they would know that God is with them and that there is a peace that passes all understanding. Finally, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Pray that God's goodness and love would be seen in their lives and their situations. Pray that they would know God's provision, God's blessing. And if they are a believer, pray that they would have God's eternal perspective on the situation. Finally, as we're praying for them, I would encourage us to pray a simple prayer. God, how can you use me in this situation? And it may be that God says, keep on praying. It may be that God says, get in touch. It may be that God says, do something practically. Offer ourselves up, God, in their crisis and in their trouble. What would you have me do?